0: Good Friday morning to you. KSL News time is 8 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Amanda Dixon. Tim Hughes has the day off. Our top story this hour, there may not be a lot of extra spending money for tax cuts this year, but many Utah lawmakers say that's still a priority. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? Amanda, we're still waiting to see the hard budget numbers, but Senate Budget Chairman Jerry Stevenson told reporters yesterday, quote, I think things are pretty flat. This means lawmakers may not be able to do as many cuts as they might have hoped, but Utah Senate President Stuart Adams says they are making investments to improve the economy. We're focusing on energy, water, housing, the things that we think drive an economy, and it's because if you have a strong economy, you have plenty of money for schools, You have plenty of money for roads, you have plenty of money for all kinds of public services. Adam says there might be a little bit less of a surplus, if any, this year, mostly because of how badly inflation impacted the economy over the last year. But tax cuts are still in the budget. Plus, the Senate just approved a bill that would lower the income tax rate by one tenth of a percent. Still has a couple hurdles to go. The updated budget estimates are expected to be released today at noon. Live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. A new bill aims to help children who struggle with dyslexia. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson continues our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. This bill would put the definition of dyslexia back into the educational code. It was taken out years ago when Utah educators transitioned into a new reading and benchmark assessment program. But the bill's author, Representative Susan Pulsifer, says she's heard from families who have been having a hard time since then. If passed, this bill could help educators better assess those who are struggling and then get those students the help they need. The legislation already passed several committees, but still needs approval from the full Senate and the House. Utahns won't pay for a Republican presidential primary, but they might spend $1.5 million on the Democratic one. KSL News Radio's Peter Johnston joins us to explain. Peter? Amanda, the reason the Republican Party isn't requesting money while the Democratic Party is, is simple logistics, according to Utah State Democratic Party Chair Diane Lewis. They chose to do a presidential poll on their caucus night, where we chose to do the regular state-run primary. The legislature is considering giving just half of the $1.5 million requested by Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson, even though officials from the governor's office have told the Desert News that's just a high estimate. State Senator Darren Owens is overseeing these charges, and he says whatever the case, lawmakers will fully fund the Democratic primary on March 5th. Reporting live from the foothills of Salt Lake City, Peter Johnston, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. The Georgia election interference case against former President Trump took a big turn as the focus is now on the prosecutor, Fonnie Willis. Trump's legal team is questioning Willis about what they say was an improper relationship with a lead investigator. Willis took the stand to defend herself. It it, is a lie. It is a lie. And it's highly offensive when they try to implicate that you slept with somebody the first day you met with them, and I take exception to it. The judge overseeing the case will decide if this could disqualify Willis from the case. The $3.5 billion redevelopment plan for the Power District in Salt Lake City, which includes a Major League Baseball stadium, has a lot of people excited. But some people who live in the neighborhood say they'd like to add some input. KSL TV's Kirsten Nunez spoke with City Council Member Alejandro Poy. Poy has concerns that he's worried developers might not even know exist among residents. The neighbors are going to tell you a lot about, you know, the, the lack of groceries, the lack of amenities. Those overseeing the project believe this will only add to the area. Poi says he supports the project, but says it's time to have a local voice at the decision-making table. Poi wants to see the project benefit everyone, not just the people who attend ball games. UDOT is warning drivers in Taylorsville to plan ahead for two weekend lane closures. KSL News Radio's Emma Keddington has more. Starting tonight at 10 p.m., all east and west traffic on 4700 South will be detoured. The road will open back up again Monday the 19th at 5 a.m. The same exact closure will occur the weekend after as well. UDOT spokesperson John Gleason says drivers should use 4100 South or 5400 South as alternate travel routes. The closures are for construction on a new interchange in an effort to eliminate stoplights on the Bangor Highway. First look traffic on a Friday morning. Here is Andy Farnsworth. Amanda, we've got uh, some slowdowns on I-80 up over Parley Summit where things are really icy and slick. It snowed and I haven't seen the plows go through recently, but uh, you've got a little bit of a snow drift between lanes. Uh, We had some southbound delays in North Salt Lake, which are still there, although the thing that caused it appears to be gone. And we've got a bunch of extra delay through Taylorsville this morning because of a uh, closure of the intersection of 2700 West and 6200 south right by Benyon Junior High. It's forcing a lot of people up 3200 west towards 54th instead. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. A pesticide has been found on oats used in popular cereals, and it's raising some questions. ABC's Andrea Fujii. A first-of-its-kind study has discovered a little-known pesticide is present in some common breakfast foods. A non-profit called the Environmental Working Group studied Chlormaquat. It's not yet known how Chlormaquat may affect humans, and doctors say with its relatively small sample size, this study should not cause any panic. The group that conducted the study is asking the government to mandate more testing. Meanwhile, the food companies have insisted their products meet all regulatory requirements. The study found 90% of food items tested contained the chemical, including Quaker Oats and Cheerios. Hey, it was a historic night for women's basketball when University of Iowa star Caitlin Clark broke an all-time record. ABC's Rhiannon Alley has the story. Caitlin Clark becoming the all-time leader Leading scorer in women's division one college basketball, and she did it in style. How will she go for history? <laughs> catching nothing but net on a three-pointer from nearly half court. And now there's another record in sight. She's only 99 points away from the all-time Division I record, men's or women's, a record that has stood for more than 50 years. She could do that in two games if she keeps this up. Clark is eligible to play one more season, but hasn't said whether she'll declare for the WNBA draft heber city is hosting a ski joring event today ks on his radio's michael commit joins us live to explain how it works michael amanda if you've never heard of ski joring imagine a ski course with sharp turns and jumps only the way that you're getting uh only the way you're getting around it's a little more equine kind of like skier a way, but getting pulled by a horse that's event co-founder joe loveridge and yes you heard him right Horseback riders pull the skiers behind them, and they're competing for catch prizes all the way up in the thousands here. Still, Loverage says an event combining cowboys and skiing just feels right for Utah. If you like horses and you like cowboys and cowgirls and skiing, then it's something you might want to watch. And that's this afternoon and tomorrow morning at the Wasatch Events Center. Reporting live, Michael Kimmitt, KSL News Radio.